to what is it about the weather where once a week we get together and explore the many ways in which weather intertwines itself into our everyday lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek, and this week we're going to try, we are going to try to get to the bottom of why can't Hollywood get weather right. But before we jump into nagging on Hollywood, let me take a moment to say thank you. Thank you to the many of you who are supporting the podcast, whether it's those of you who have gone over to patreon.com slash weather and helped us financially to those that maybe have told others about the podcast. I heard from somebody this week that shared the podcast with, with a friend. It's really that simple. Just told them about it to those that provide feedback, stay in touch, share ideas. All of these things are very helpful to the podcast and what we're trying to do as we strive to give you something good, entertaining, informative, educational, whatever it is. But to do that, I can't do it alone, right? Just little old me. There's a lot of the hats I wear, but I need your help. So go over to whatisitaboutthewether.com slash support and look at the ways you can help us and pick one this week, particularly if you've never picked one before. And help us keep doing the podcast for weeks and months and years to come. Now, I, in my weather intertwined week, had the opportunity to sit down and do some recording with the host, Castle Men, over at Weather Hype, another weather podcast. And as we're all getting ready for National Weather Podcast Month in March, some of us are doing these crossover things. Now, I think the episode that they're going to use the material on will be out later in the month, and you'll certainly hear from me when it's out. Both, you know, I'll put an announcement in the podcast itself, of course. But I'll also put some stuff on social media. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, you know, consider doing that so you can get notified. If you're interested, of course. And then in March, I'm going to do an episode where I include some of what we record. It was interesting. We tried to do a little bit of one session stuff for them, and then stuff for this podcast, and hopefully it'll all work out. And that's going to be the first time when I will have done an interview, it's not or conversation, if you will, that's going to be part of this podcast. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it'll go well. I'm going to have to do some editing, and that's you know something I try not to do too much of because I spend time elsewhere. But maybe because I won't be doing as much research for that episode, it'll it'll. I don't counterbalance. We'll see. I don't know yet, but hopefully it'll show a way that I can do some of that in the future. Maybe not every episode. Cause I really don't think that's the style, if you will, of, of this podcast, but I do think it'll add a nice mix up and change. So keep an eye out again. Theirs will be at the end of this month and I'll announce it and promote it. And then my inclusion with them, where we talked a little bit about communication and about the mobile space, some interesting topics, will come out in March. All right, so back to Hollywood. And let me just start by saying Geostorm. Now, you guys know, right? You heard me mention I was going to try to see this movie last year in the theater. Glad I didn't. And then I've been holding off renting it hoping it was going to come out on HBO or Netflix or something and finally broke down because I wanted to get back to this topic and I rented the thing 
and still thinking that's some of the worst money I've ever spent. This was just bad. Now, I'm going to say right now, I, I'm given that this is not a review type of podcast, generally speaking, it's not what we do. There are going to be some spoilers, whether it's about this movie or others I talk about. So if you're really, if, if you haven't seen Geostorm and you really think you're going to want to watch it, maybe don't listen. Okay. But my guess is, and I don't think really much of what I'm saying is going to spoil it. If you've read any reviews about it, you've probably already been spoiled. It, it's just bad. It got me wondering and thinking back again as to uh, why can't Hollywood do it right? Is it are weather movies alone? Right? Are they unusual in this context, or are there just a lot of bad movies? And maybe that's the case. But this was bad on so many fronts. And so I, you know, I did Google and, and all this and did some searching about what makes a good movie. And, you know, you see things like good acting and a, a good story fundamentally, probably more than anything else, and a good script and a good score and or music. And if it's important, you know, good quality CGI type stuff or visuals. And I can look at many examples, right? In, in Hollywood today that, that get produced that don't have all of those and are still entertaining movies. And, and I guess I'm not fundamentally looking for a perfect movie. I'm not talking Oscar here. That'd be cool. Or major awards. But I am looking for something more than what this thing was. Not, not I mean, this thing was, oh, it was just bad. It's just bad. But... What, I mean, let's set the, the table a little bit and say, maybe what are some good examples, right, Mark? What, what are you talking about? You keep talking about weather movies and you want good weather movies. What, what do you mean by that? Let me give you three types of what I consider weather movies that I think are good. And some people like them more than me or a little less than me, but I, I think they're reasonable examples. So the first of this that I call a true weather movie in a, in a very pure sense, which is it's about the science of weather. It's about weather happening. It's about people that work in weather. And that's Twister. Right? In my mind, still probably the best weather movie I've ever seen. Okay? So let's use that as the baseline or as the starting point, if you will. Another one, though, is I think it can be qualified as a weather movie in other contexts. Perfect Storm is an example of that. Here was a movie where weather was really kind of the antagonist, if you will. It wasn't the fundamental purpose of the story, but it was the thing that they were doing battle with at the very end, and they didn't win. Sorry, spoiler. But weather was key. It was, a, it was a fundamental part of a good portion of the movie. Whereas I would say in contrast, right, a story like Wizard of Oz, where a tornado plays a key role. It does play a key role, but that, the weather's really not the point of the movie. It really isn't. And so while weather was in there, it's not a weather movie to me. And when we did, when I did this original, when we talked about some weather movies way back when, a couple of years ago, I think it was like episode three, and I had done a survey on on Twitter about what's your favorite weather movie. Some some movies got thrown in, like Wizard of Oz, that I don't really think of as weather movies, but I understand why certain people do. 
So I, I think if weather is kind of in this in a critical element, it's got to be something bigger like Perfect Storm versus something like Wizard of Oz. The other type of what would qualify as a weather movie is something like Groundhog Day. Now, I know there was weather and there was the day itself, but the person was at least a meteorologist or worked in the field, and, and so there was that sense of it. Again, not, a, not necessarily what you would call a classic weather movie, although since it was, it was wintertime and it was reliving the same day every day, weather played a prominent role. But the idea really was more about him as a person and how he was growing. But given that he was a broadcast meteorologist and the weather was going on, you, you, you do have to kind of qualify that as a weather movie. And I do. Twister to me is the example of a true weather weather movie. But the others are weather plays a big enough role where I think you could call them weather movies. Just like you could call Sharknado. Non-aqueous rain. We did an episode on that, remember? Day After Tomorrow, there's all sorts of, you know, you can go Key Largo from the 40s. All of these where weather is is a, a kind of a quintessential part. And some of them in some people's scales might be considered weather movies. And I get why other people may not consider them that way. But those are three what I consider good movies. And then I could watch again and again and again for a variety of reasons. The Geostorm certainly didn't fit that bill. And then, of course, there's a whole gamut in between. You take a day, a, a, a movie, I guess, like Day After Tomorrow, right? A lot of people didn't like it. There's some really bad science in there. But I found it entertaining, and I could watch it. I watched it again recently. I could sit down and put it on. It's one of those movies I'll put on in the background, and I can kind of turn my brain off when some of the things that I know violate the laws of thermodynamics or whatever it might be happen. So, of course, there's going to be good movies and bad movies of all type. But but why with weather? Why do we have so few? Is it really that no one, I mean, we talked about it last week, weather is this kind of a quintessential part of our lives. It happens to us every day. Why don't we have good weather movies, more of them, right? So I started thinking about it. And again, it gets back to looking at all those things as to what drives good movies, whether it's the acting or the music or the, the visuals, or whatever it is. And I tried to look at Geostorm in this context and start rattling it off, and it just fails on every front, right? Now, the premise of what they were trying to do, I think, could work. They were trying to say, and they went with kind of like day after tomorrow, they went with this climate change thing, which can be a little risky, right? And I understand that. It may sit fine with some people, and others, it may turn them off. And I and I understand that. I get where that comes from, but... Assume for a moment it doesn't turn you off. So they went with that. And then what they were trying to say is climate change is driving more severe weather. More severe weather needs to be managed or controlled, weather modification. We've talked about that before, too. So the premise is we get smart enough as humans figure out how to control weather. And they even talk about the key things. They do this little intro monologue with the daughter of the main character, one of the main characters, and she's like, and we learned how to control temperature and pressure and moisture. And you know what? Those are pretty important things. Pretty important premises in most of the governing things that when I look at weather equations, those are there. So I do think they're the right thing. But then they show you how they do it and you're going, really? Really? So, you know, they start out the gate with the climate change thing and they talk about how three years down the road, two million people die in one day from heat. Come on. You've heard me talk about heat. You know how important heat is. 
I know how important he is, how important he is and how big of a killer it is. But two million people one day in a very localized area, like not a broad continental heat wave. It's like in Spain, they said. So imagine, imagine in Spain, two million people died one day. And then magically the next day, we're all sitting in the UN talking about how to solve this problem. Uh, It probably wouldn't work that way. That's a natural disaster unlike we have ever seen. Yes, we've seen people die from extended weather type of things, and maybe even in the millions, but not in one day. So they're already kind of being a little far-fetched. Okay, so you're being a little far-fetched. Then they get into this, we build this whole huge network of satellites in the sky in 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 a mesh over the entire planet. And we have this great big space station. And we fly space shuttles into it. And NASA has 15, you know, 10, 15 space shuttles sitting on the pad just down in Florida, just ready to launch on a whim's notice. Maybe we'll just send one person and he'll go up. And this shuttle will do all these great maneuvers and land in the space station. Land, literally, with its wheels. You're going to build a space station with so much air room in it that you can fly a space shuttle into it and land it. Yeah, right. But it, the, that was far from the only problem. So the story was flawed. But the idea, right. Bad things happen, like I said. They try to control it. Makes some sense. Politics get in the way. Government tries to take it to control it and do good things for their country and bad things for their people. You know, premise I get. They even had a few high-profile names in there. You know, they had Gerard Butler. They had Andy Garcia. They had... Uh, Ed Harris, so you know, not not a ton of big names, but some. You know, good versus evil, I, and even some plausible fake weather, right? These lightning strikes, and eh, they get a little far fetched with this tornado thing that they put together. And I did come across a review by another meteorologist who kind of breaks down this film and why it's so bad. Not just it, it, the science. Is just not believable. But like I said, there, there's problems. You know, day after tomorrow, I had problems. But Twister has problems. And we talked about this way back when, a couple of years ago. But there's a lot of things they got right. And I, and I think that's the challenge and one of the problems here in this specific movie and why it was so bad. It fails on every front. So, yeah, there were some cool graphics, but there were some that were just, eh. It tried to lean on the whole CGI thing. And I'm still looking at this thing going, I, I saw in the credits that it was written, directed, and produced by the same person. Maybe that should have been my warning sign. But so the CG, the, the visuals were okay. And there were some neat scenes. Okay, so you got that. I'll give it a check mark on that. It was reasonable as passing. The acting was bad. Just, just not good. A couple of the actors had good moments, but a lot of them were just bad. And I think this fundamentally gets down to the script. And, you know, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized how important a good script is to a good movie. Yes, can you get by without it? Star Wars, classic example. Not the best dialogue in the world, but they solve it with other things that are really kind of cool. And so you forgive it. So, yeah. Maybe you can get by without it, but not if the acting's bad, not if the directing's bad. You know, even having things like good music or the right kind of score, and, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, John Williams type of score. It could be just the right use of certain songs that help emphasize certain points. It just, 
every time if I, I when I was googling and looking at lists about what makes a good movie, and I was trying to look at this specific film, you know, it failed on so many fronts. But I think you know, let's let's put this movie inside. Let's say it was bad, and trust me, it was bad. Do not rent this film. If it comes out on HBO or Netflix or wherever or, or whichever of the streaming services you might go to, I will even say to you, I'm not even sure it's worth your time. And I don't say that about many other movies. I've watched a lot over the years. And there are many that I wouldn't necessarily sit down and watch again, but I'd leave them on in the background. If they were on, it wouldn't bother me. This one, I would go out of my way to change the channel. I, I paid to rent this thing and I would not even watch it a second time. It was so bad. I just couldn't, I couldn't even find anything redeeming that justified me spending the amount of time. It was like an hour and 50 minutes of my life. I, I never, no, never again would I do that for this movie. It's just not worth it. So let's put that aside. And let's say I've got these baseline good weather movies, but I've got a lot of what I would call mediocre and not enough weather movies in general. But why is that? Now, any script can be good. Any movie, there's lots of sci-fi movies that have named actors or not so big names. A lot of times they go out of their way not to have big names. And you can tell maybe some of the actors are better than others. But you can, again, you can overcome that with a good script. And you don't have to have fancy graphics. But I think too often now, people think that they're going to be able to make a good weather movie by focusing on the graphics and making this very computer graphic oriented doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Not that alone. But with the right acting, and even with like this story, the premise of this story was not flawed. But you never really got any depth in any characters and all that, so this character development didn't happen. But is that weather specific? I don't know that it is. That's what I'm saying. I keep, you know, I came across that in this movie and other weather movies I've watched. Or even where weather's been used like as, as an important element, like in A Wizard of Oz. Or even when it's a big backdrop thing that I don't necessarily call a weather movie. But let's take The Shining. I know some people did or didn't like the movie The Shining. But weather was a key component, even though it wasn't a weather movie. It was a horror movie, right? It was a Stephen King thriller. It wasn't a weather movie. But weather was used effectively there, and I think it can be. But are, are weather people just, one, are we just too boring? Is the field just too boring? I don't think so. I mean, weather is one of our universal languages. We talked about that last week. Weather is a very important part of our everyday lives. whole reason for this podcast. So why don't we get it right? One, okay, so, so let's think about why we don't get weather movies right. I said that the graphics, we got to get, we got to, I'm, I'm trying to stay on point and not rant too much, but this is kind of one of those free flowing episodes. You can't, even in this day and age, overplay the graphics. And I've seen some weather movies try to do that. And most of them get it wrong. Geostorm actually did okay with it. The, the effects were neat. But, but they've got to be believable. Two, the science can't be so outrageous that people don't believe it. And, and I, I mean it in this way, right? So there were all the flaws of Twister aside, people could appreciate the events that were happening as real. And even though all these movies theoretically fall in the category of science fiction, because they're science and it is fiction, 
if you're going to deal with events that people are used to dealing with, they've got to be believable to those people. Otherwise, otherwise, it, it, you don't come off as credible. And if your basic fundamental, fundamental premise is that way, then you're going to be flawed from the get-go. So you've got to make it believable type weather, even if it's a little over the top or even a lot over the top. There's, it's got to, it's got to feel plausible, right? In this movie, they, they blew up a, an arena from lightning strikes. It's just, it's just not believable. Okay. So you need some, some decent CGI. I think if you're going to do a good weather movie, unless you're going to go out and do it in the weather itself, which would be kind of cool. You got to have some credible CGI. You got to have believable science. You have to have actors that can pull off the roles they're put in. Twister was an example of this. Even Groundhog Day with Bill Bill Murray. Right? He was a broadcast meteorologist. You could actually see this guy potentially doing that. He pulls it off. And in Twister, you, you had these people playing roles of meteorologists or atmospheric scientists, and they weren't necessarily historically doing those types of roles. It's kind of like a Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. But the actor's got to be credible for however you want to do it. And I, I do think this gets into the writing and the character development. But to some point, you got to have the right actors. And that doesn't mean they need to be well-known. But the less you're used to seeing them in that type of role, the dialogue and the character development have to be there. So credible actors for, for the type of weather movie you're making. Believable weather, even if it's a little far fantastic. It's got to be Earth-like, right? It can't be non-Earth-like if it's going to be an Earth-based weather movie. Reasonable CGI. And then I do think that you've got to have, to some extent, a, a reasonable hypothesis or idea of a story. Like I said, Geostorm, it was reasonable. Sharknado, yeah, maybe not so much. But non-aqueous rain is real. And we talked about how theoretically you could have a Sharknado But part of the humor in it and part of why it's probably caught on as kind of a cult sort of thing is it's a little over the top, but that's not going to make it a good movie. And that's why, again, why Sharknado to me, I can watch it and be entertained, but I don't consider it a good movie. So I don't know, what's it going to take? Is it going to take a meteorologist to write a good weather movie? And there are examples of where that's happened. People that have been in the in the field, if you will or at least tangently attached to it somehow, have gone off and done it. But usually they do, and I know with Twister they had people that consulted, scientists that consulted on the film, could solve all the problems, but you're not trying to solve all of them. It's just got to be, it's got to be believable. So I guess what I'm looking for is, I'm looking for a meteorologist or someone that touches meteorology, or who thinks about weather. That's what I'm saying. You know, we all are dealing with it. And I do think that a good weather movie has to have, uh, I don't, mm, meteorologist in there somewhere. They don't have to be the main character. They really don't. It can be a hero story about saving people from a catastrophic weather event of some kind. But I do think you need somebody, a little a little bit of a science nerdish person in there. They don't have to be overly nerdy, but they gotta be in there somewhere. 
But then it just gets back to the same fundamentals I think you need with any film. The more of these you have, the better. A good script, good actors, good audio, good visuals. It's not that hard, right? But maybe it is that hard. And maybe I'm just wanting too much. I just would like better weather movies. I'm not asking too much, am I? Maybe I am. I don't know. Geostorm was not it. That's for sure. And I, again, I've watched other movies that some people would say, no, really? There was one back in the, I think it was very late 90s, called The Storm. And it was about weather manipulation and control and trying to steer hurricanes. And it was the same premise, you know, turning the, turning the hurricane into a weapon. And again, it's, it's a completely realistic thing to think about. And it's kind of a cool premise. And that's where this Geostorm ended up going. And it had a couple big names. I think Martin Sheen was in it and Luke Perry back when he was kind of a, a deal. And I've even seen some even, yeah, maybe slightly even worse movies. Um, was it? I think, oh, I think I want to say his name's Jesse Eisenberg, the guy that was in the social network that played Mark Zuckerberg. He was kind of a nerdy kid, and there was this lightning one that he did. And uh, again, the movie wasn't great, but I, unlike Jesus, I could have watched it again because the less money that's spent on it, I guess, the, the more willing I am to watch it a second time. Geostorm was a big budget film, not a huge budget. Or maybe I should just be satisfied when weather's used well in movies. I don't know. But I like weather movies. Twister was a big deal for meteorology, right? It actually brought people to the field. Kind of like when I, I don't I like it to be that kind of thing that brings people to the field. Not when we have these big catastrophes like this past year with all the hurricanes. That will bring people to the field. And it's a positive outcome of all the tragedy that happened with the deaths and the devastation of these storms this year. But I like to be entertained. And I do think people like good weather movies. A lot of people like Twister. Heck, a lot of people even like Day After Tomorrow. And I could accept that because there was some good acting in there and some good, you know, some baseline actors, I guess, that made it believable. Not all of them were big names. They weren't. All right. I digress. And let me, let me just say this. I, you know, out on the YouTube channel, on the YouTube channel, I have this list of weather songs. And some of you have gone and listened to it. And it's just music videos of weather songs. You can go out there anytime. It's just a playlist to have out there. And I want to do the same with movie trailers, weather movie trailers. But I want to kind of rank them in order. So if you have a, a weather movie you really like or you really don't like, Send me those things. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all these trailers out there, and then in a future episode I'll reference the link and make it available for everybody. Because I found this channel the other day that were it wasn't a channel but a show where they were playing nothing but movie trailers. And I found it kind of entertaining. You know, it's kind of like going to the movies, except you didn't have to leave your house. But I think it'd be cool to look through other movies, and that way you can decide if you want to try, try the movies out. I don't know. Just an idea. Any case. Let me know your weather movies. But as you move on into your week and going forward, take some time. Look for the ways weather is touching your life, whether it's in entertainment, like we got about this week, whether it's in language, like we talked about last week. Whatever way you might look at it and feel it or hear it or see it, in ways that you hadn't imagined before, be entertained by it. 
be educated by it, be informed by it. And look for ways that weather can enhance your life experience. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. This is too much to production. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on patreon.com slash weather.